For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Hub. Are you ready for today's Black History Month special episode? I hope so. It features the first appearance of a favorite of mine, Mal Duncan. Mal Duncan has bumped around the Teen Titans and the DC Universe for a long time. He was, I believe, the first black DC hero. He debuted in 1970, just about a year before Jon Stewart, six years before Tyrock and Black Lightning. Although he didn't get any superpowers for until like 75, 76, but he was a full member of the Teen Titans. He's just a rad character. I really like him. I really like his first issue. Throughout his career, a lot of writers have tried to do different things with him. He's had a number of different superhero aliases. See, he was Guardian for a while. He was Hornblower. He was Herald. And he was Vox. But I'll always think of him as Mal. Yeah, let's start talking about him. Teen Titans, number 26, April 1970. Written by Robert Koeniger, illustrated by Nick Carty. First appearance of Mal Duncan, a.k.a. Guardian, Hornblower, Herald, and Vox. In a story entitled, A Penny for a Black Star. The story begins with a Teen Titans team comprised of Hawk, Dove, Speedy, Wonder Girl, Kid Flash, and Lilith, undergoing some Danger Room-style training at the behest of their new mentor, the mysterious Mr. Jupiter. It seems that those wacky teams had accidentally helped shoot and kill a Nobel Peace Prize-winning scientist and were super bummed out about it. So, vowing to never use their powers again, they volunteer for a top-secret teenage project run by Mr. Jupiter, the richest man on Earth. Sounds reasonable. Mr. J and his lovable robot Angel shoot a bunch of lasers and shit at the teens and give them some astronaut training. Then he gives each of them a penny and tells them to go get jobs and live in the ghetto for a while. Lil's psychic powers tell her that that's a groovy plan, and maybe they will, quote, find a black star, end quote. The gang arrives in Hell's Corner, where an adorable little black girl named Cindy is selling lemonade for a penny a glass. The teens decide to quench their thirst, because what the fuck else can they do with one cent? Unfortunately, their thrift enrages the local biker gang, Hell's Hawks, whose leader, the irascible Storm Trooper, demolishes Cindy's fledgling business and pushes the teens around something fierce. Having vowed not to use their powers, the heroes are at a bit of a loss until Cindy's older brother, Mal, shows up and kicks the shit out of Hell's Hawks. Hooray! The Titans thank Mal and ask him where they can find jobs and houses. He tells them to go away. Luckily, they all find employment within minutes. The gals at a clothing store, the fellas at a neighborhood boys club. And I guess they can live at those places too. Turns out that the club where the fellas work holds monthly boxing matches for the local youths. First up, Mal vs. Stormtrooper. Mal kicks the shit out of Storm again. Then, Storm and his gang jump him backstage, and Mal kicks the shit out of him yet again. Hooray! The teens love Mal, and he loves them, so they all go out dancing at a club called the Cool Cat. Kid Flash realizes that Mal is the black star they've been looking for, and ask him to join the Teen Titans. 
Mal says that's cool with him, but he doesn't want a uniform. They all train together in their shitty danger room knockoff. Mal does great. Then he wakes up super early, hugs Lilith, and stows away on an experimental rocket headed for Venus. For real. That's what he does. And that issue was so much fun. It's one of my favorite comic books. It's part of the reason why I started doing a Teen Titans podcast, which you can listen to over at TeenTitansWasteland.com. And in fact, we have just gotten up to this story in it. If you want to hear more about this issue and uh, what we and my brother think about it, you can tune in over there. And this week's episode is actually going to be about this issue. So some nice synchronicity there. Yeah, I just finished talking about it for an hour. I really, really liked this issue. It's really fun. It's really goofy. The way the guys get their jobs is essentially they're walking by a baseball field and a dude comes out and says, you look like athletic young men. Come live with my wife and I. Which, um, yeah, I feel like if that happened now, that would have a very different tone to it. But it was a more innocent time in some ways. One thing that is unfortunate about this issue and its follow-up, both of whom feature Mal Duncan as a main character, is that no mention of him or picture of him appears on the cover. On, on the cover of either one, you would have no idea that they'd introduced a black character or that there's a character named Mal Duncan who exists at all, despite the fact that he's very much the focus of the issue. And that kind of blows. But DC in 1970, what can you do? It had only been a few issues since uh, Marv Wolfman and Len Wein had tried to introduce a black character and had essentially gotten fired for doing that. And they had to rewrite and redraw the whole issue. So yeah, not perfect, but man, this was a lot of fun. And it's such a fun era of Teen Titans. That's this issue and the ones surrounding it kind of usher in. Yeah. Like I said, if you want uh, more detail on this issue or at least more drunken rambling about it, then tune in over at Teen Titan Wasteland. That episode will be up tomorrow. So thank you and good readings. Oh, that's a terrible sign off. I'm not going to use that again. Bye. Bye.